what are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I think I'm going to have me... This is a drink called Little Weekend. It's Little by, Weekend. It's called Little Weekend. For a little weekend fun. No, it's a, <laughs> It's actually by a company called Anchor Brewing Company. Mm. Um, I chose this one. Look kind of look kind of interesting. It's a uh, golden ale. Ooh, um, and that's what kind got, of brew they it's, brew. It's, it's got a little bit of mango flavor in it, so kind of interesting. Well, I like something, that something a little different. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's the start of the weekend, and you know, I thought I'd have me a, a little weekend drink. Oh, <laughs> anyways, you know, I was thinking earlier today. Uh, I was talking to a an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, this friend of mine, I, I gave him a nickname called Boatman. <laughs> and um, the what whole, are the origins of Boatman? This particular friend of mine, he um, he's kind of eccentric, yeah. but in a fun way. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, he's very old fashioned. You know, he kind of um, harkens back to like a lot of the um, old pioneer days. You know, when people were. You know the land was still kind of untamed, rugged, and, and a man in his eyes, a simple. man could really be free, you Life know, to kind simple, of go yeah. out right. And um, he had always talked about having this interest in building like a custom raft and then floating <laughs> up and down the Mississippi River. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're like right we 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 touched. He likes Mark Twain. Nor it would be northwestern, the northwestern area of Kentucky, I believe, would have. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah, you're you're right. It would be a Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. but we are right beside the Mississippi River. Yeah, and so he's always wanted to build this custom raft, like straight up Huck Finn shit. Like he <laughs> wants to take, you know, whatever he's barrels or whatever floats, put his wood, you know, wood down. Talked about putting a tent on top of it where he could sleep in. You know, having his cooking supplies Canvas. and. And ability, and he would just go up and down the river and just live there. Yeah, the legend of the boatman. And I, so I started calling him Boatman, and mm-hmm. I was like, seriously, I was like, hey, I, I told him, I said, listen, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I really do. I think it's kind of a, a neat idea, a neat right. concept to do that. I haven't heard anybody trying that. I don't know how legal that is or how dangerous <laughs> it might be. I'm not really sure, but I think it would be kind of neat. And I said, hey, you should give like interesting tours. Like it would be an, an Airbnb. <laughs> It, it seriously it would be an, an air, authentic. Think craft. about it, an Airbnb, <laughs> where you go and you you like sleep for so many days, right. on a raft going up and down the Mississippi <laughs> River, and he can be kind of your guide, you know, to make sure that you know the, the raft stays afloat and all that <laughs> He's stuff. Always and you're catered you. to, but he doesn't like you know he doesn't disturb you. He's got his own little tent or whatever right. he sleeps in. Oh, private tent. But but you could have this like weekend experience floating on a, a Huck Finn raft down oh, the Mississippi with yeah. the wild boatman guiding you through the. The passage. How how authentic would the uh, the tour be? Would would he wear his bib overalls and? Well, I mean, I think naturally, I mean, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't have to be in character. His <laughs> character himself would would be its own. It does it yeah. right. I mean, he's just that it, type it of fits person. The bill, yeah. He would he would he would be his own character. You know, oh, they'd be awesome. They would find that fascinating. But I, I was like, man, I was like, I would go do something neat, like that. It's kind of a neat idea. I don't think it'd be very hard to build a raft, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so. Right. But I've Tied watched, I've watched Alaskan bush people, and I feel like <laughs> at one point they built a raft to try to move a car or something across a lake. And, oh, no And shit. it seemed like they, they did. I mean, it seemed like they yeah. were able to do it. But, you know, mm-hmm. he, he really was serious about The other thing he was always interested in was he wanted to hike the, the Appalachian Trail. 
Oh, wow. And I think that that goes from, like, Maine down through, I want to say, like, yeah, south, maybe huge, north South Carolina, maybe. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, an incredibly long trail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people do it in, like, segments because it's yeah. so long. You know, I mean, you had to, if you were going to do the whole trail in one hike, I think you'd have to go take off, like, maybe up to three months just to be able to complete the entire trail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he had always talked about wanting to do that, and because I mean he loves the outdoors, and obviously if he wants to live on a river raft, <laughs> you've got to love the outdoors. <laughs> so, but yeah, he always wanted to do that. Go to the Appalachian Trail. He always yeah. talked about going out, you know, west and maybe working on a ranch somewhere. <laughs> I told him, I was like, man, like, you can pay to go to, like, dude ranches. You ever heard of those? They're, like, they're almost <laughs> dude like, yeah, ranches. Right. They're almost like a vacation vacation getaway ranches. <laughs> like, you can kind of experience what it's like to be a cowboy, you know, horse Why is it riding. called a dude ranch? I, I don't know. This is what it's called. Like, <laughs> do you, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why it's or? called that. Mm. No, I mean, I think you can, you know. dum 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 Hey, you know what that is? No, I don't. I don't remember what that comes from. I think it's the Wild West, the TV show. Hey, dudes. I'm glad to be here. So anyways, they're, yeah, they're, they're called dude ranches, and some of them are called um, guest ranches. Oh, okay. But they're literally, they're like vacation experience. You can go, you can go experience what it's like to be on a ranch. Like if you lived on a ranch, you were a cowboy, so you cowhand, pay, so you right? Pay to go to work. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much work you do, but you do. You know, you're horseback riding. I'm sure they have some experiences. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, come lasso this, you know, cow. Oh, I'm sure God. they have like, you know, it's, come so eat, it's all come eat by the, come eat beans <laughs> by the campfire. You know, sleep in the you know uh, bunkhouse. You know. <laughs> There is a young cowboy <laughs> lives on the range. I mean, I, I figure that's what it is. It's just kind of yeah. like you can have this fun. And, and it, you can bring your family. It's not just dudes. It's I think you can have your wife, your kids can come. Interesting, yeah, but they, they're called they, dude ranches. They exist. They're called dude ranches or guest ranches. And they're just, I mean, I guess it's people who actually own legitimate ranches. And they just kind of, almost like an Airbnb. Hey, you can yeah. come sleep here at our ranch and we'll give you tours and let you have some experiences here. <laughs> and I don't know. I thought it would be kind of fun. But this friend of mine. Where's the saloon? <laughs> you know, when he was talking about really being really interested in doing stuff like that, I said, "Dude, take a vacation to a dude ranch." Oh yeah, to kind of get the uh, well, I don't get a feel for that it, right? feeling of freedom. Yeah, but he seemed pretty sure that he knew he would like it. Yeah, he I was think one of, it was one of those people that he was very much against what society thinks work should be. I guess. Yeah, he's like, man, I like to be outdoors. I like to be working with my hands. Mm-hmm. I get it sometimes. Well, a lot of that's in man's nature, though. We try to overcome that. We try to defeat that. Why do you think that is? Well, for me, manufacturing, for example, we, we both work in manufacturing. Right. And for me, the most naturalistic job in a manufacturing facility is just being the floor worker, is being the, the bottom of the totem pole, being the person who just produces, because there's no real responsibility. You come in... You do a do, task. You do. You complete tasks that are given to you, and then you leave for the day. Right. I think when we really start to fight our evolutionary instincts is when we start doing what comes after the roles above middle management, upper management, 
them and classify them in groups. That's when the hierarchy begins. Which, don't get me wrong, a lot of people would say you're right because the belief is get away from the natural form, right? Right. You need to evolve. And somehow you're Which moving is primitive forward. within you're itself. You're moving forward. Somehow we believe that you're moving forward and evolving because you're moving up what a company ladder, I guess. Right, right. Well, it just feeds superficial desires, you know. There's a really good friend of mine, um, and he's a guy who I have the utmost respect for because he somehow figured out his a way to finesse through it, to get through it. He's he's someone who's a very free thinker, a very open minded individual, and he and he's able to just absolutely finesse through the whole corruption of a system like that. Think about it, Chris. You're sitting at a desk all day long. You're not moving. You're sitting there just clicking on a keyboard. Stress. The studies, man, you should look up what stress does to the human body. Oh, it, I, it, like, constricts I know the what <laughs> I know what stress does to yeah, the human body because I mean, I've like experienced the, it. But the science shows a lot that it like it constricts your blood flow. I mean, there's like literal oh, sure, effects that. of Absolutely. it that can that can potentially lead to deadly outcomes. Yeah, that's crazy. And we yeah, put I think about it that. like I think about it like you know because I I have really bad anxiety, and I've been in situations where, um, and I feel like I made this comparison before. I had a you know like a car wreck once before. Yeah. And I remember being in that moment and being the only person that seemed to really be able to work their way through the situation. Well, Every, to process Everybody the around me seemed like they were kind of panicked and they were on edge. And I realized that the reason why I was able to handle that situation so well is because I was so used to experiencing that fight-or-flight reaction right. daily mm-hmm. and at aggressive amounts that I had learned how to... How to like to function in function that type of it. existence? Right, absolutely. And the thing was, as I was thinking about, it, I said, okay, so in this situation, this incident, this car incident, I'm like, it seems very justified, right? A very, mm-hmm. you know, a very intense moment just happened, and everybody's, you know, you're you're reacting to it. It's right. happening. What's not normal is when I'm feeling like that, and I'm sitting in front of a computer screen, right, trying right. to answer an email, right, and it's obscene, and it does hor- horrendous things to you. Yeah. Because your body is meant to only have to react like that when it's in a situation that it needs to be at, you know, right, full throttle. Well, and again, a lot of people fail to recognize that we're still extremely primitive. We are not an advanced civilization. People have to come to terms <laughs> I, with that. I agree with that. Isn't that, no, it's so strange because no, everybody thinks we're on the cusp of, of the future, yet if you look at the statistics on the universe... In our universe alone, there's there's a staggering number that predicts other Earth-like planets. Absolutely. Who knows how far? Who knows how far civilizations have gotten on those planets? If in well, fact, well, so we were talking about exists. we were talking about a Dyson sphere earlier. Oh it's yeah, this, it's this um, mechanism that scientists have theorized could exist and could be built by a very highly intellectual. Highly intelligent. Highly intelligent, highly evolved species. Mm -hmm. And it would actually be a mechanism that you would build around a solar system sun. And it would harness the energy from that sun to power whatever you need. Right. And so so you're talking about essentially like the purest form of solar energy. I mean, you're literally using, you're literally sucking energy from Mm -hmm. the sun. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's... I can't remember what solar system it's in, but there's a star that they've observed before that's had some unusual dimming. Mm-hmm. I guess where the light of that star dims down and then comes back at some yeah. point. 
And they've even theorized that that could be why it's happening. There could be some kind of mechanism that's been built around the star that's absorbing its energy. So to imagine even the possibility of a species or a civilization that exists that has that type of advances in technology... Mm. Like and we're using power grids <laughs> to right. keep our cities going. Like it really would put that in perspective. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too far fetched to think that there are you know other highly advanced civilizations out there. I believe it. Well, and I know that I'm really weird. About, you know, some people are saying I don't know. I don't know that there's any proof. You know, mm-hmm. there's any definitive proof that it's out there. And I don't have any. But to me, in the mass of the universe, when you talk about the universe, I mean, man. Earth, we are like literally, imagine this, in the universe, we are like a grain of sand mm-hmm. on, a, on a beach. Right. Like we're nothing. And you mean to tell me that some people believe we're the only intelligent life out there? I have trouble believing that. I don't have proof that we're not, but I have trouble believing that. It doesn't matter if you believe or not, the statistics are against you statistically, <laughs> there's a higher probability that there are, are inhabited planets. Statistics tell us there's probably inhabited planets out there. Now, the question, the real question is, are they intelligent? But that's what, that's what fascinates me. How come we are aware? If we are self-aware as we are, then what's to say other planets couldn't have species or multiple species that are capable of this type of awareness? To me, it just seems very... It seems more plausible to me that there are other intelligent life forms out there mm-hmm. than just us. To what degree mm-hmm. and to what level they're evolved, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I don't know. But I don't believe we're it. No, there's no way. No way. We're not that special. <laughs> hey, isn't the Pentagon <laughs> supposed to be releasing a bunch of UFO information? Maybe they already have. I'm Maybe not sure. So speaking of like extraterrestrials and bizarre mm-hmm. things. Aliens. You were talking about the pyramids of Gaia. Giza? Pyramids oh, of yeah. Giza the other day? Yeah, the Great Pyramids. Well, that's some, another you thing. Of, you had a lot of interesting things you'd kind of un, you've heard about or researched recently. Yeah, well, no, no. to me, it's, it's interesting because we always, well, to me, we always classify the ancients as being a primitive form of civilization. But what's interesting is pyramids are prevalent structures on every continent on the planet. Every single continent. Yeah, they're everywhere. In the world. Yeah, they're actually not just in Egypt. It's it, it's a really strange thing. I, there's there's they're all over Europe, in North America. There's all kinds of different South America, Antarctica. There's all kinds of different pyramids that have been built in these different and it's areas. It's so strange to think that if you go back to primitive man, if we say that all these pyramids are are ancient, mm-hmm. I guess. Um you know, why would human beings in totally different continents who maybe never even saw or spoke to one another yeah. build similar structures. Right. Oh, why, why, was it, structure. why was this the go-to structure? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of bizarre. Well, right? Some of the more, and I mean, I would even maybe classify it as pseudoscience, but some of the more interesting experiments that have been done on some of the pyramids have shown that they actually give off or absorb certain types of energy. Really? Yeah. Like some of them, vegetation grows very healthy around. They radiate this weird type of energy field that actually is theorized to have a direct effect on the human 
conscious psych, the human psyche. So, so do people actually say they experience any like I don't know. I don't know. Inner, I don't know. Energies really, or feelings. Yeah. Around I'm it. sure there's people that would say that. So is yeah. it all good? Like it, you say, like it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, plants grow really good around it. Is it all like really good energy, or do they not really understand it? Like what? What do you? Elaborate. I don't know. I I couldn't really wrap my head around what kind of energy it was. I don't know if it's a magnetic field or or how it works, but it it's something to me that seemed somewhat grounded in science. Well, I I do know that suppose correct me if I'm wrong, but the pyramids of Giza are actually supposed to be built on a actual what do you call it like a oh like um, an equilateral line like an equilateral line yeah yeah. Right. They're they're really strange because they're all like perfectly aligned, like like perfectly. Yeah, like to some degree, they would almost say we don't even know that modern era we can be as perfect as some of these structures, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is some of these things are far beyond our comprehension. It's always been theorized that the pyramids were built the the, the pyramids in Egypt were built as tombs, but there was never actually any mummies recovered from them. Really? Yeah, they've never actually recovered any mummies from them. That, again, this is kind of just man trying to fill in the blanks. In all reality, we don't know what they were for. A lot of people theorize that they were even pre-Great Flood. Really? Yeah, that they're before, because there's a... there's. Is there some stories that link to that? Well, the the, the, the only thing I can really think of is is when a, there, there was a Greek historian, a guy who kind of established what we know as modern-day history he had the idea to start recording history to travel and to start recording the history of man because prior to him there wasn't you didn't really see a lot of that history was just kind of what you gathered from it you know there were different scrolls and documents and 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 things that would give you hints and clues as to how things work but for the most part nobody had ever actually literally sat down and wrote out here's what happened here's right. when we think it happened here's how it unfolded so he, here is man coming Documenting into... Documenting history. Yeah. Absolutely. So he ended up traveling around, and one of the more interesting stories of his travels when he he came to Egypt, and he asked the, the townspeople who built these great structures. He was witnessing the Great Pyramids, and he said, what are these things? Who built these? And the villagers initially told him, we don't know. We, we don't know who built them. They're before really? us. Yeah, and you're talking about what we consider ancient times. Civilization has only been thought to be around 5,000 years old. But Herodotus believes we were we were much older than that. Herodotus is the is the the Greek historian. Historian, I'm he sorry. He was the yeah, historian. Right. He ended up taking a note about how so he believed that we were we were older or civilization was older yes. than what we in as his in his modern tr- day. Right. History, in, believe right. In his travels, in his travels, he had he had been told that humanity was around eleven thousand three hundred years old. That's and, and and he was told that's when the gods were with man was eleven thousand three hundred years old. But all we really have that we know of is the Sumerian civilization, which as being the earliest, as being the earliest, right. which is roughly five thousand years ago. It gets really weird. Things get really strange, especially when when Herodotus being, again, you know, a very early intellectual man, he was recording that that the the residents didn't have a history on who built these monoliths, these giant structures. They didn't understand the purpose of them. It's very so 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 the so the the local people never talk talked about 
witnessing the building of them. No. They act as though they were always there. They've always they had been always there. been there since they had ever been. It's initially believed that the Great Pyramids were built by Khufu. I think I'm saying that right. The Pharaoh Khufu. And so that's kind of what so I'm, he I'm ended assuming up, he settled so with. So he kind of he went with it. Because it was the only real name he could put to it. Right. He just kind of rolled with it, and this kind of was accepted as fact. Really? After all this time, yeah. And we've always kind of rolled with it. Because, again, this is man's attempt to fill in the blakes. We have this we have this quest to... Have all the answers. To have all the answers. Absolutely. The cold hard facts are we have no clue. We are still, again, we are still extremely primitive. We are still I learning agree. very I much. Agree. We're still finding new stuff. Absolutely. And I think our civilization still has a lot of evolving itself to do. So when you're talking about the pyramids, one of the biggest things that people always question is, or what fascinates and baffles people, is how did these human beings move these incredibly large stones oh, yeah. and put them into place? And of course, there's all kinds of theories mm-hmm. that are out there how it's done, but it's still kind of a, a very big mystery to what the definitive answer is. Right. And it reminded me a lot of this place called Coral Castle. Oh, yeah? Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Did you say so, coral or quarrel? Coral, like, you know, sea coral. C-O-R-A-L. Yes. Okay. Coral Castle. Like a, like a castle castle. King's okay. Castle. Um, and, and what's interesting about this particular um, site mm-hmm. is that it was essentially constructed by one man. And it's it's constructed out of these massive stones and structures that have been built. People for the longest time have wondered how he was able to move these stones by himself and put them into place. Oh, There's yeah? There's literally doorways that are like giant slabs of rock mm-hmm. or coral that... Like, they're several tons, but can, can easily move like the wind blows on them. Like oh, they're wow. On, they're like, they can spin around. And the 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 guy who actually... So he placed them perfectly. Well, it wasn't even so much the, the placement of them. It was just the fact the designs, the large stones were put into place. Like, he built structures, like, mm-hmm. like actual, like, castle towers and stuff. And he has, like interesting sculptures and things, but they're made with these massive pieces of rock that were moved into place. People were always very fascinated but well, with how this one man was able to move all these stones and build these strange structures by mm-hmm. himself. Of course, he claimed he just used like pulleys and things and that that was how he was able to move the stones around. But it was very mysterious, and he always did his work in the in, at night. Mm-hmm. And it was always behind these walls so nobody could ever see him. Interesting. And even to this day, you know, there's a lot of theories that people think they figured out how he's done it, but there's no, I guess, no real definitive way mm-hmm. to know for a fact if he's actually did it, you know, with some of the methods people come up with. The same thing with the pyramids. People come up with their, their theories and even tried to prove them and stuff, but right. nobody really knows for a fact if that's how they did them. But some people theorize that this particular person, and his name was Edward Leedscallon. Yeah, and nobody knows how he was able to move. Some people theorize that he uses some kind of magnetic stuff to be able to move the stones around. Oh, yeah. Anti-gravity shit. I mean, there's been all kinds of theories put out there. 
But it's fascinating. It just kind of reminds me of the same, you know, did this Edward guy, did he know some kind of ancient secret that our ancestors knew? Right. Mm. Well, again, who's Maybe. to say they were so primitive? What if they were the height of a civilization that went in a different direction than us? Instead of... What if they were the the advanced civilization right. and we are actually the regressed version mm -hmm. because we've migrated away from spirituality into more material type stuff, right? Sure. Ooh, that's some it's... Planet of the Apes shit. <laughs> God damn you all the hell. Man, that was fucking hard back in the day. I watched that video as a kid. I was like, man, like some hardcore shit. What was it? What was one? What was it? What was the guy? Who Charlton was, Heston? No, Cornelius. <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, they had like the doctor, like Doctor Cornelius or whatever. Right. It was one of the monkeys. He studied names. humans. Yeah, what a what a. But you know what? It's a it's kind of an interesting concept, right? It is. Well, it's funny because when we watch Planet of the Apes, we sympathize for the human. <laughs> But yet, when we go to a zoo, <laughs> we don't think anything of an ape being in a cage. <laughs> Stupid monkey. <laughs> it's probably sitting there like, oh my god, if I could just... Oh. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were talking about... <laughs> you know, we're sitting at work. You know how it is. Some days, you're just in there like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling today. You know, I'm just not having it today. But anyways, they <laughs> were in there, you know, going, you know, going on about whatever, bitching about whatever. And I said, man, I said, you know what pisses me off? And he said, what's that? I said, morning people. <laughs> and he said, man, right? He's like, I totally get it. And I said, look, man, I said, I grew up with it. I said, my dad was a morning person. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, I've never been one. I said, I, I get up and I said, I'm, I've got, I'm, all, I'm on reboot. It takes me right. a few hours to even get collected. Low charge. And I said, but you know, my dad be walking around whistling, you know. You know hey, I, you know. Ready to conquer the day, ready to conquer the day. And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, my wife's like that. He said, she'll get up, she'll do three three loads of laundry. Ew, wow. And then and fix her coffee and have breakfast and, and just be ready to go, like, before work even. You know, before she has to leave the house. It's like, it's almost like it's fun to her. <laughs> I was saying, I was like, man, I said, I wish I was one of these people that just, like, you know, is like that first thing in the morning. So I can like, ah, ah. I'm ready to fuck this day up. Power. Unlimited power. Power. Hyped. Ready to take it on. <laughs> I said, no, man. I said, some days I come in here and my body's here physically. My mind oh, never yeah. left the bed. <laughs> you know how it is. It the happens. soul's still asleep. But, man, some people are just like that. They can get up. Yeah. You know, I tried the whole working out first thing in the morning. Ooh. You know, a lot of people told me that, you know, they loved working out first thing in the morning because it gave them energy all day, you know. Mm -hmm. It really kind of got their body moving and really got them energized. You did the total opposite. I'd work out. I'd run on, like, the yeah. elliptical for, you know, 30, 45 minutes or something, whatever. Uh -huh. And I go to work, and I'd be tired the rest of the day. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd sit down. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm ready to go to sleep now. Right. I don't know, man. I'm just not a morning person. I guess some people really are just different in that, that regards. Well, what's even stranger about it is we we associate those people with being like productive people. Oh yeah, and we associate what? people who the five a.m. the four a.m. club or whatever, right. you know, right? The people, 
<laughs> you know, it's like a thing, all right? Like, you know, right. oh, we we'll get up early and get, you know, the other people are out conquering the world. I'm like, for what? Well, what's, <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> Why? Why so early? The fuck what's, do I need to do at 4 a.m.? Like, there's nothing going on. What am I up for? But think about it. When, <laughs> but, when you, but when you sleep in, it's con- kind of considered an act of, of laziness. Oh, yeah. So what's You're funny is... Day. I yeah, what was, a waste. I always thought it was interesting how jobs would incorporate that. They'd always want you to... Man, they did not want you to be a minute fucking late. But yeah. but but when it was time to leave, <laughs> oh they didn't gosh. they didn't give a shit how long you stayed. <laughs> well, you know, I remember working at jobs where where you know people pulled a lot of overtime, right, 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 and, and a lot of times by their choice, yeah. they felt like they yeah. had to to get their job done. And I was never like that. Like right. I was one of those people that hey, five o'clock hit, I'm out the door, right. job's done. My contractual guess time what? has been fulfilled. It'll, it'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> And people would make little snarky remarks like, must be nice to be going home. If I... And I say, yeah, it is. You try it sometimes. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the thing. I think it's so bizarre to imagine that my that, that is my life. Ooh. That is my life. Yeah. So you're already getting, what, 40, maybe 40 plus hours out of me already of my mm-hmm. life. Right. My time. That is more valuable than any dollar you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. And you want more from me? <laughs> Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I have a life, man. I've got other things. I've got... Well, I think that's fair. Know. I think we need to stop worshiping the grind. I think we need to acknowledge that some people just aren't built... Some people just don't have the capacity for it. And that's okay. That's all right. And maybe they just don't want to do it. <laughs> maybe they just don't care. And I think that's one of those things that, that we again, we, we need to stop worshiping the grind. We need to come to terms with the fact that things don't need to be so intense and stressful for us to thrive. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. That isn't what personifies fulfillment. Or it shouldn't shouldn't be. It certainly feels like that's something that's being demanded a lot more in today's world. Sure. It took a a pandemic to shake... (laughs) To shake it all up. To rattle that that (laughs) philosophy. Right, absolutely. I don't know. Well... That being said, I, I'm going to get out of here, Chris. All right, man. Till next time. Hey, and everybody check us out on Facebook. You can you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, any of your streaming services. Mm-hmm. And everybody stay true, stay real, and stay righteous. <laughs>